It's time now for Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus, Council 6923 and Fishers, and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org. Or call 317-870-8400. Now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, Jim. And Bridget, hey, I want to thank you and everybody who uh, really, really, really went out of their way this year to make our Catholic Radio annual dinner a huge success. It was a really, really big success. We had a, a great speaker, Father Vince Lampert, and we were happy to present our Evangelist of the Year Award to Father Rick Nagel. And uh, it was just a big event. We had a great time and want to thank everybody for uh, showing up, for bidding on the items in the silent auction, and want to thank all the volunteers too. We had a lot of volunteers this year and uh, we could not do it. We could not begin to put on an event like that without a lot of help from a lot of volunteers. So thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, you know, God does work in mysterious ways and often using familiar faces to lead us on the right path. Thank God, right, Jim? Um, and one great example of God working through people is our guest today, Sherry Bush, and she's going to share her reversion story to the Catholic faith and how she found her way back. Um, Sherry, welcome to Faith in Action. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Bridget. I, I'm going to share a Sherry Bush story that <laughs> kind of just happened last year and about 15 years ago, uh, way back when we were in the pyramids, and that was... Uh, eight years ago now, but it was it was early into that even. We asked for some people who um, might want to share a little testimony about uh, Catholic Radio, and uh, we didn't really have too many people come forward, but one very nice lady did. She came into the studio there, recorded it and everything, and we aired it for a long time, and like any announcement on the radio or television, you know, eventually you take it off and you put it, put it back on the shelf and life goes on. And just a couple of years ago, for our annual dinner, we were thinking, gee, wouldn't it be nice if we had some uh, testimonials of people talking about how Catholic Radio has affected their life? And I brought one out. I said, I don't even know who this lady is, but I think I think I can find it somewhere. And we, we dug it out, and we dug it out, and I I played it for the staff here, and I said, I, I don't even know what her name is anymore. <laughs> and Valerie Bendel on her staff says, oh, that's Sherry Bush. I said, well, how'd you know that? <laughs> and I guess you guys used to work together uh, at the Catholic Center. So, uh, Sherry, right. welcome to our program. <laughs> well, now, now I'm, di I'm dying to know what the story is. Well, she, uh, Sherry, Sherry just did a great uh, testimonial. And, uh, you know, it was 10, 15 years ago. And a lot of that stuff we don't even have around anymore. But when we were looking for testimonials, we... I dug and dug and dug and found that up and said, I don't know who this lady is, but uh, she did a really great job doing it. And so we used it at our dinner a few years ago. And, and as I played it for the staff, Valerie said, oh, that's that's Sherry Bush. And I thought, huh? How did you know that? Well, you know, that's, par that's part of the story that I don't even know. We might have to we might have to start out with that. What how did Catholic Radio then impact you? And that's that's probably later on in the story. But uh, what was your testimony? I'm, I'm curious because I don't think I've heard it. <laughs> You know, I think um, I think I shared the impact that Al Cresta had on me, um, and 
just listening to that program, Driving Home, and um, the things that I learned and the way that my faith was affirmed, um, I, I just really appreciated it. And I remember there was, a, I think you guys were having a telethon or something mm-hmm. to raise money, and I thought to myself, gosh, I wish I had $100 to give to Catholic Radio. And um, that was a lot of money for my husband and I at that point in our marriage to, to give as a gift. And um, you know how God God just answers prayers. He just does. And um, somebody from, like, Walker Research reached out and said, hey, would you participate in this um, study and blah, 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 blah. And I went over, and I wasn't chosen for the study, but because I showed up, they gave me $100. Hey. <laughs> wow. And I was like, I... I know who the, I know where this is going. <laughs> that that's that's from God, and and it's going to Catholic Radio. So, um, yeah. well, sh- well, Sherry, whenever I hear reversion stories, I'm always curious. Um, did you grow up Catholic? I mean, were you um, to talk a little bit about your background? I I did grow up Catholic. Um, my my mom was a, a convert. She became Catholic um, right before she married my dad. And um, so her whole family is Baptist. Um, my father's mom was raised uh, Lutheran, uh, German Lutheran. So I, I feel really fortunate in that um, my family has a lot of faith traditions. And, you know, so my mom could very easily quote scripture and, and all of that and tell you exactly where to find something in the Bible. Um, you know, I went to Catholic school. I went to... Um, I, I participated in the retreat programs. I was even a, a camp counselor at CYO camp um, for three summers, which I that that was such a impactful experience um, on my faith because you're you're living in community. Um, you know, you're down there all summer. I, I did that for three years, um, and here's you know we're, we're sitting on the grass with with guitar mass, and and um, it was. It was um, amazing. So, I, I mean, my faith was very foundational to my upbringing, um, but I, I made some, some choices in my life that, that kind of um, led me away from, from that. And um, I just I found myself um, feeling like I, I wasn't part of that community anymore. Um, and that if people had found out what I had done, um, that that I wouldn't be welcome back. And I had convinced myself of that. Um, yeah, the the so, big the big lie that Satan will get us, you know, off track, thinking, oh well, who could ever love you? You know, who could ever welcome you back? Like like you said, and I think we hear that a lot with people that you know, maybe they get off track and then they think that they can't come back. We're talking with Sherry Bush. She's the Director of Mission Advancement at Catholic Charities for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, but we're actually talking about her reversion story. And I couldn't help, um, you know, we at Catholic Radio, we do um, read the, the Criterion and the Catholic Moment. And I saw your picture on the front page um, of, of the Criterion back in mid-July, and I just... I was just so blown away to, to read your story, you know, someone that you actually know, and then you, and, and you kind of don't know that they had like a reversion or a struggle, you know, because we think everybody's perfect and we know nobody is, wow. 
But when you hear those stories, you, you feel so encouraged. And I think like, I want to talk about when you went to when you went to Purdue, I think is when you were working on your master's is when is that when things kind of started going off the rails, you didn't have community talk, talk about that and kind of how things started going sideways for you. Um, well, it, it, they went sideways before I got to Purdue. Okay. Um, and um, I, I found myself in a pretty dark place, to be honest. Um, um, I, I, I was kind of struggling with, um, am I going to remain on the planet <laughs> or not? Mm. Um, and um, so my, uh, you know, I, I sought out a, a counselor to help me. Um, my, my sister moved in with me to help me. Um, take care of my daughter, and um, uh, it was my, it was, actually it was little my, my little sister who um, was, she was getting married, she was going off to graduate school, and I said, well, you know, I, I can't, I can't do that, I, I've, I've got a child to take care of, and she said, well, I don't know why you can't, <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, hmm, maybe, maybe I can, um, so I, I started looking into it, and um I think, you know, just little sister's going to have more education than me. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> kind of that friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she got me to refocus on what I could do, not what I had lost. Um, and uh, so I, I was accepted into graduate school, and I think really that was probably the first step toward coming back to the faith. You know, I, I hadn't even entered a, a Catholic church yet, but I had at, le- I at least refocused re, uh, myself on, okay, I, I, need to, I need to move forward. This is the direction I'm going in. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and pursue a master's degree um, because that, that was part of my life plan, and I, I thought I, I couldn't do that anymore, and, and she's telling me I can and so I, I did. I, I moved up to. I got accepted. I moved up to Purdue. Um, then I was really out of my element, um, as I mentioned in the article. That um, here I, I'm a single mom. Um, I don't know anybody on campus. Um, my family's back in Indianapolis, and I, I just was feeling really lonely and lost. Um, and yeah, it was it was a new friend in in my program that said. Um, hey, why don't you come to church with us? Um, and I thought, oh, I don't know, you know. Are they, are they going to know? <laughs> are they going to know some of the, the struggles that I've had? Um, and it, it didn't matter. I, I was welcome to come to Mass. Nobody, nobody questioned me why I was there or what I had been through before I got there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I found there was... Um, Lots of vibrant ministries and people excited about their faith and very cool music and young people that were my age that were talking about faith and and I thought oh I I knew I knew the Catholic Church could be like this <laughs> um, you know those those faith traditions that I had grown up with that. Um, it just felt like I was coming back home. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a while to feel comfortable, um, and I think that's the thing about, um, you know, when, you, when you're coming back to your faith, um, you know, it took you a while to get away, so it's going to take you a while mm-hmm. to, to get back. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I think I, I probably attended mass for, you know, sporadically for um, a year. And then one of the priests men have challenged us to try a daily mass. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> what's the big deal? I, I'm going <laughs> to, all right, challenge accepted. I'm going to show you that it's not a big deal. And I went and I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of neat. You know, there's only, you know, there's only 20 of us here and it's, it's an intimate group. And I kind of liked the conversations that happened after daily mass. And, um, you know, it, I liked it without the music. I didn't think I would. And, and so I, then I started going to daily mass and, um, I made some really good friends that way. And, you know, before you know it, I'm volunteering to be part of the youth ministry group and I'm, back in the choir, which is something that I had done as a girl and really enjoying that. And, and I just thought, wow, this is a whole new church experience, mm-hmm. and I, I need this, and I, I love this. Well, that that is so different. Uh, the story that we usually hear is that's about the time people go away to college and go away from the church at the same time, and, and yours is kind of uh, <laughs> go away to college and come back to the church. Well, you know, I, I, I did go away from college when, when I was um, as an undergrad, for sure. Um, but yeah, that, that graduate experience, it was kind of like I, I, could, I, had, a, I had a do-over. I, 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 God is a God of second chances. I mean, he's, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful. We're talking with Sherry Bush, and we're talking about her reversion story. We are up against a break here, so we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to hear more about how her grandmother and grandparents were instrumental in her return. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Air. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio, and we're talking with our guest, Sherry Bush. She is the Director of Mission Advancement at Catholic Charities for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. And we're talking about something a little a little off topic from what what um, what Sherry would normally be talking about with, with Catholic Charities. We're talking about her personal reversion story. And there's so many people that are our listeners that maybe have a loved one that has not, um, who is away from the church, um, and, you know, praying for them. And I'm just, I'm just curious, um, Sherry, what do you think helped you come back? I mean, you kind of shared about your, the community that you found there at, at St. Tom's, I'm guessing if that's the parish that you went to, um, on Purdue campus, but your grandmother had, um, an impact on you. Talk about how, how that impacted you. You know, my grandmother, oh, we had a, a home down in Florida, and they were gone for six months out of the year. So she was a great pen pal. Um, she was the kind of pen pal that, you know, I'd, I'd get her letter, and it might sit for a couple of weeks, and I'd write her back, and, boy, she, she, I'd have a response within less than a week. Um, she was just a great pen pal, and she always signed her cards. Um, she would sign it something like, With God, all things are possible. And my great-grandmother would sign cards, God loves you, and so did I. So do I. Um, so, I think that you know, I always had the assurance that my grandmother was praying for me, um, and I think that was very comforting. 
in times where, um, you know, I was really struggling. I was struggling with my faith. I was struggling with self-esteem issues um, and, and, and really kind of a bit of depression. And But knowing that, um, well, perhaps it could be worse because um, if I didn't have my the prayers of my grandmother covering me, you know, um, so it was kind of a, a, a lifeline. And I think, you know, when I... I received the card in the mail with the um, the rosary and how to pray it. Um, you know, initially I rejected that um, <clears throat> because you know the the rote prayers. Well, they don't speak to me, or I I can't get into that. But you know, in a moment of uh, of, of desperation one evening, I I just thought, you know what? Maybe I need to. I, I trust my grandmother. <laughs> She's a faith-filled person, which I would love to get there someday. It's so far away from me right now. But maybe if I follow her advice here, maybe that would be helpful. So I remember opening that book and just kind of reading through, oh, oh, yeah, the the mysteries. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I guess I'm supposed to be thinking about that when I'm praying these Hail Marys. Oh, okay. Well, well hmm, maybe I'll try it. And... And I did, and you know, it, it wasn't magic. You know, first time I prayed the rosary, I, I you know, there there was no, um, you know, light from heaven that shone on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think, I think it was an opening, um, you know. And thank God that that you know those smallest little cracks <laughs> that appear when you know God can let that light shine through there and. Um, I, I I guess I, I must have felt better. I felt more at peace with the things that I was struggling with. And so I, I just, you know, between that and daily mass, I, I, you know, I wasn't going every day, but I, you know, I might go one time during the week and I might say one rosary um, and I I just paid attention. So I'm like, no, oh, mm-hmm. I had a better day when I did that. Hmm, I wonder if there's a connection. Hmm. <laughs> um and I, I, I just think over time that things started falling into place, but I I have to credit my grandma mm-hmm. um, for getting that started. Now, so. you, now you mentioned uh, when you went back to college uh, and uh, someone invited you to go to Mass with them. How important was that invitation? Was that uh, one other person saying to you, hey, why don't you come to church with me? How important was that? I, I think it was huge. I mean, I knew where the church was. I had friends that said, oh, I went to Purdue. You really need to check out St. Tom's. It's a really cool place. I, it, it, it really took my friend Amanda and her husband, Robert, um, to say, we're going. We're going to this Mass. You can sit with us, you know, to, to make me feel like, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can do this. So, um, yeah, I... You know, I, I have three children. Um, they are in college and out of college. One of them's married with a child. Um, I will. They will remain nameless, but not all of them are going to church. You know, so I find myself in the same position that perhaps my mom and dad were in with me. And I think, well, I found my way back. <laughs> so, um, you know, my, my story uh, is, is helpful to myself um, with my own, my own kids. Um, and 
I know the power of prayer because mm-hmm. it's it's helped me immensely. So, you know, our ours is to be obedient. You know, we're we're invited to pray. I pray and then I have to let it go and just trust that um, that the seeds of faith that my husband and I planted will will continue because I see the seeds of faith that my grandparents planted in my parents and then my parents planted them with me. You know, those those ripples of faith that started long before my grandparents were born um, continue through my family. And, I, you know, it's, it's not an antidote to um, tragedy. It's not an antidote to uh, pain and suffering. Um, one of my grandparents had multiple sclerosis um, and was bedridden for the last 25, 30 years of his life. Um, so faith did not inoculate him from that. But, um, gosh, it makes it, 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 it makes it easier to get through. At least I think it does. And I, I'm really grateful for it. I don't know where I would be without my faith. And I, I think about all the, you know, grandparents that are in that are listeners and, you know, I guess I guess the message I'm taking away is, you know, don't don't give up parents and grandparents that, you know, don't give up hope when you hear stories like this where you got that card and the rosary from your grandmother and how instrumental it was. And then also as Jim mentioned, the importance of inviting someone to mass. I mean just you know, just stepping out and saying, hey, you want to go to Mass with me? If, you know, if you, it, so many people don't do that, you know? It's just a simple thing and, and how much it can really impact someone. I, I want to ask you, I know that you got into youth ministry and, and other ministries of the church after um, after Purdue, when you were at Purdue and then after Purdue, but I want, you to, I want to give you a chance to talk a little bit about Catholic Charities because uh, they're such a such a huge organization that's doing so much good. Um, talk about your your work there as uh, Director of Mission Advancement and what, what Catholic Charities is doing right now these days locally. Catholic Charities is doing a lot of good. <laughs> um, and it's it's a huge privilege in, of mine to be able to work with David Bethurum, who is our Executive Director. Um, you know, David's in, in the Executive Director of all the Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese. Um, and so we have amazing um, directors in Terre Haute with John Etling, um, Mark Casper down in New Albany, Sister Shelley over in Tell City. Um, we have uh, uh, David also oversees the programs in Indianapolis and Bloomington. So um, I, I wasn't, to be honest, I, I wasn't necessarily looking to change jobs when I did. Um, I, felt, I felt prompted to leave, and my husband said, you know, after the third day of, gosh, I, I feel, you know, this happened today. My husband said, I think you need to pay attention to this. I think God is calling you to do something new. Um, so, you know, once again, I, you know, I opened a crack. Okay, God, if, if you're calling me to do something different, you need to make it obvious. You know, I'm not sure where you're calling me to go, and I don't know that I want to go. But if, in fact, this is what you're saying to me, then lead me to where I'm supposed to be. And, and he did. Um, and the blessing of working here is that, you know, we, we are inviting people to do corporal works of mercy. You know, the corporal works of mercy of feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, uh, sheltering the homeless. I mean, that's what 
people do when they volunteer, and it's what they do when they send a gift of cash or stock or whatever. Um, and it, it's very humbling. I, I think I cried once a week the first week I was here um, as, you know, people would make donations or, or call me. It was it was a beautiful thing. Um, it still is. I've been here almost five years, and I'm I'm learning so much. And I've I've met so many faith-filled people here. Um, that my coworkers, but you know the, the donors and and the people that really care about what happened to the homeless at Holy Family Shelter or at Bethany House in Terre Haute. Um, we have a program in in New Albany that helps people with developmental disabilities live in a safe environment. We have our pro-life programs where we're helping women choose life. Um, we have senior programs. We, we help the refugees. I mean, we do amazing work. And um, sometimes I don't, I, sometimes I feel like we're um, the best kept secret. <laughs> um, sometimes people don't know all the good work that we do. So um, it's my job to share that and invite people to to live their faith, to walk their faith, um, because we know that faith without works is dead, but also works without faith is dead. So um, that's where Catholic Charities sits right in the middle of that, you know, bridging the faith and the works. So for if people want to learn more about Catholic Charities, um, how can they find out about Catholic Charities or, or support Catholic Charities? And then the other question, so two questions, and just got about a minute and a half left. Um, the other question is, what do you want people to take away from your reversion story as well? So a website for Catholic Charities, and what message of hope do you have for people out there, too? Um, so Catholic Charities can be found on Facebook and on the web. Um, if you just type in Catholic Charities and Indianapolis or, or Archdiocese, um, you can get that information very easily. Um, I think what I'd like people to take away is is just, you know, hope that, um, you know, it, if somebody's not going to church and you're concerned about that, just, just keep praying. That's what St. Monica did. Um, and, you know, she just continued to pray and pray and pray. Her husband had a conversion, and then her son was St. Augustine, so a doctor of the church. I mean, that's, that's amazing. So... Um, Wait a minute. Was St. Augustine the doctor of the church? Yeah. Maybe. Yes. So, um, yeah, just never stop praying. And, and we, we have friends in heaven that we can ask to join us to pray. And, and those are all the saints and our loved ones and the angels. And we, we need to ask them to help us pray because the Catholic community is important and um, I, I'm grateful for it. And so are we. We're out of time. Sherry Bush, thanks for much, so much for being our guest today. Uh, you're the Director of Mission Advancement at Catholic Charities, but thanks for sharing your reversion story. I hope it gives us hope, many of our listeners hope. You've been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus Council 6923 and Fishers and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have comments or suggestions for guests or topics for this program, please email Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org or call 317-870-8400. 
This program is pre-recorded. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy, 103.7.